Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> another episode, Deep another song. <laughs> Deep pull from the 70s, everybody. Here we got some hot Kojak playing. Yeah. Michael cannot get enough of this theme song, everybody. Hey, everybody. Loving it. Mm-hmm. Welcome you. to the Angie Tribeca After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're going to be breaking down two hot new episodes of Angie Tribeca, episodes 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, folks, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, hashtag ABTV Tribeca. There we go. Yeah. And check us out right there. Just I'm tweeted Frank- something. That's right. I'm Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at, at, uh, at, yeah, I guess we're doing at, not hashtag. No hashtags, guys. We're doing an at for this. I'm so solid about that. At Happy Go Jackie. Follow me, Nikki Preston, at Nikki Preston TV for Facebook and Twitter, and Nikki.Preston for Instagram. On Instagram, at the only MC, on Twitter, at Michael Klaus TV. Woohoo! And I'm Nadine Dalapella, guys. Thanks for tuning in again, and you can catch me at Nadine DP with the number three. Now, first of all, though, before we get started, uh, Michael said that last week he was going to bring us Pop Tarts, and yes. this is a man of we, his word. Talking about Pop Tarts, we were talking about Pop Tarts last week. Literally, as soon as the episode ended, I went to Ralph's, got some Pop Tarts, had the self control not to open any of them. Nadine's digging in; she's ready already. S'mores. Have you ever had? Who said they haven't had them? Someone said I didn't say I never had them. I said okay. it wasn't my favorite flavor. Have you ever had s'more pop tarts? I have. I love them, but I can't eat them anymore. Okay, I'm gonna take a what? bite back to the crew. You no, can't eat them I anymore. Can't eat, I can't eat weed Go and I it. can't eat dairy. So All right. I, Is this your first time? It's not first fair. time with the s'mores. Mm-hmm. And talking with my mouthful on mic. <laughs> well, what do you think? Mmm. Mmm. Nice. Very mm. nice. I'm gonna be fan. honest too. We got a little chocolate in there, a little marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Good job. Good pick. Mm-hmm. There, there you go. go. Next so, week it's your turn. <laughs> All right. I know, yeah. Each well, week we should bring a snack or something. Well, it's true. Since we're going to be talking about an airplane uh, later on in the episode, I guess somebody can bring in some airplane food. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Yes. Peanuts, <laughs> the, those okay. Those chips. Wait, yeah. people still get food on airplanes? Uh, what lot. airplane are you flying? This little snack. <laughs> this little snack sack of peanuts or yeah. pretzels, I guess, <laughs> are our choices. Yeah. So as I said, we're breaking down two episodes of Angie Tribeca. We're going to start off first with episode seven, Tribeca's Day Off. Mm-hmm. And that. So yeah, we start off there with uh, at a quinceanera. They're, they're undercover trying to find some diamonds. And I feel like Angie's uh, in a crabby mood starting off on this. She is just riled up. Mm-hmm. She's uh, feeling a little frustrated by mm-hmm. this whole thing. And it sets us the tone for the whole episode. If she just doesn't seem like herself, and obviously that leads to her getting taken off the force for a day and having to turn in her badge and her gun. 
Yeah, because normally whenever Giles gets way too into the character that they're going undercover for, she kind of just goes with it. And this time she was basically like, Giles, just stop. No, like, not in the mood. Like, we're dealing with a murder case right now. She was actually being, like, sensible, like, what you actually should be doing <laughs> as a detective, not going along with his crazy antics. <laughs> so that's how you knew, is when she was actually being normal, so to say, that, <laughs> that there was something wrong. Yeah. So. I mean, she goes off on her own. She smashes a pinata, then smashes a cake, then smashes birthday presents, then punches a guy. Then very only aggressive, finds out, yeah. very angry all the yes. time. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the dress though too. I mean, I remember like you probably when you went to your prom, did you wear those big like poodle type you know skirt dresses? Yeah. I don't even know exactly like baby yeah. Dresses. I never wore it, but I, I've seen them yeah, being yeah, worn. I mean, but you can just fit a lot well. in there. Yeah. And that was the funny thing was there was a child that was crawling out under yeah. there. There was I don't even know what else. I think like an animal. <laughs> there was chicken. a chicken. There was a chicken. Yeah, chicken. yeah. she was like Abby Lady. Or chicken something. ran away. So yeah, you never really yeah. That's so why I don't want to wear that. I don't want anything to get lost there. <laughs> the toils of the job really get to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they are. She needed it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we find out the, as our, our, our familiar runner throughout the episode who's screaming during the opening credits there, we finally move over to some of our main cast doing this there. So we've got mm-hmm. Giles screaming mm-hmm. right there at the beginning of the episode, dealing with a little wound on his head there. Yes. Yeah. Poor Giles, man. I feel bad for him. Angie's always taking out her aggression on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we find out, of course, as we're talking about, the lieutenant says, hey, you've saved up 12 vacation days in your time here. That's 12 whole vacation days, guys. Yeah. So she's got to take some. That's a lot of time. Yeah. But I mean, Angie is very dedicated. The way that we saw in the first episode of her in her apartment and how she gets ready for work, like, that's a commitment to the job. That is your life. Like, if you're bringing that literally home to your apartment. And so pol- shows- being a police officer is one of those jobs, You, it's not nine to five. Mm-hmm. You're always following up on stuff. If there's a case, I'm sure she's staying late. And mm-hmm. even what happened later in the episode where you see on the scanner, I'm, you're always listening. You're always paying attention, so that kind of builds up that stress. Mm-hmm. So it's and good to unwind. Yeah. yeah, and we see later in the episode too. I feel like she doesn't have a relationship. She's not seen anyone, so she focuses so much on work, and that's kind of mm-hmm. her way of dealing with life. You know. Mm-hmm. But considering like her doomed romances in the past, to hear her monologue that she does later in the episode about her how much she loves her job, mm-hmm. I feel like that it seems like that is her one true love. Like any any other guy, mm-hmm. she's going to be a passing fad, but it's going to be the be I, a cop that's going to be going uh, through her life constantly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go too far ahead, but I thought I was really excited to see the progression in seven and eight of the plot of like the whole characters where I thought up until this point and it was one of the reasons I was a little iffy on the show was that I felt like it was almost episode 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 like each one and this one I felt there was a good connection of relationships and we were seeing that progression of characters mm-hmm. well yeah. yeah speaking of our relationships there we see once once uh, Tribeca needs to go on this forced vacation what's Giles going to do well he's going to get partnered mm-hmm. up with Tanner and Hoffman mm-hmm. for this they're going to mm-hmm. do that and so we get to a scene there where they're driving in the in the, their cop car and <laughs> I love that so excited <laughs> Hoffman is driving oh, finally he gets the spotlight he gets to not just be a dog stars. now he's actually like, like a human dog yeah the star of the, show, the, the whole episode I think um, I love that but you could see in the car he was getting a little jealous because yeah. he saw a little bonding mm-hmm. between Giles and Tanner happening. Mm-hmm. And there was driving. a lot of relationship chemistry being tested in this mm-hmm. episode. Oh yeah, because everything was getting changed mm-hmm. up a little bit. Yeah, now, they, yeah, It was definitely a lot of fun to see them together but they almost got along too well. It was a little bit too cheesy for me. Like, yeah, I went to college too. Yeah, I love public <laughs> yeah. radio. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first part of a relationship. There's yeah. always that the initial yeah, yeah, exactly. When you yeah. click right, with someone. Right away, everything's always happy. Mm-hmm. Everything's always going well. See, it's interesting because when Giles and and Angie, when they first became partners, and you saw that Giles was trying to kind of open up, and she's like, "No," she completely mm-hmm. like stiff armed him, and was like, "No, we're not getting anything personal and deep." But with Tanner, 
they both immediately just like really got okay. It wasn't yeah. deep, but mm-hmm. I mean, at least more than what Tribeca was giving yeah. me in the beginning. Yeah, and the one person that was not amused, or person, the uh, one dog, I guess, that was not amused by that was was Hoffman because yeah. he drops him off and just peels out. Gave Jealousy. him that stank yes. eye in the car. <laughs> yes. He was not having it. <laughs> He's like, no. Nope. Love the donuts. I knew you would love it when Tanner was doing donuts or oh. Hoffman. In the, oh, the it was lot. beautiful. All of it was beautiful. Anything with Hoffman in this show, I just get excited about. So yes, this is a great episode. So they drop him off at a golf course right there, and then we find out that there is a, a golf pro that's dead on the course, uh, and a show says it's turning into a real sausage fest, uh, to which we cut to and we see a, a sausage fest right there on the course. That's pretty usual. I love it. They have to do that. Yes. You talk about yeah. something, they're going to show it, the realistic part of it. And then we get our puking cop, too, as well, just puking by the yep. sausage fest. Yep. Yes. So uh, checking off all the usual Angie Tribeca check marks there. Uh, and then we find while they're t- breaking down this case, we see Tribeca though she's not dealing well with this kind of forced vacation. She she's got at the grocery store and really does not do so well. You ever have a long term job where it's hard to get away, where you feel like you have your off day and you feel like you should be working? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can feel that. I felt that way, so I understand. Like you feel guilty if you're not working, or you just subconsciously start like, oh my gosh, I remember I need to do this, this, and that, and you yeah. have to kind of force yourself to be like, no. Mm-hmm. Step back, take a break. So I get, and I mean, if she hasn't taken a day off in how long, they didn't even tell us, but I'm guessing a long time. I think that's all, uh, I guess, goes in uh, uh, contrast to how much you love your job. Mm Because I feel like there are jobs that I've had that it's easy for me to just check out because I really don't care about (laughs) them that much. Like, oh, yeah, I'm out. No, I'm not thinking about that job at all. But then there are ones that I do care about that, yeah, it's harder to unplug from when you Mm -hmm. take a little time off. Yeah, I think that just shows a lot of uh, who... Angie is and how dedicated she is and mm-hmm. how much she really does love it and she was just even trying to solve crime in the grocery store and someone was like they're free samples <laughs> yes. let me get it it's free she's and the I, best part of any grocery store we can say and I feel like she could not pronounce free sample that, no. No. she didn't do she didn't it want to. I tried not to read too much in but I found it you know I don't know if it was coincidence or what they were trying to do obviously the police are really in a spotlight now across the country of you know anger and almost bent up where they, they're taking out kind of their past aggression on the future. And so it's interesting to see what happened in that grocery store. And I don't know if that was coincidence that it was like that, where she was, you know, getting angry and obviously it still is in that police mindset and kind of that aggression. I don't know if it was coincidence or not, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I certainly saw that tie just to, in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they threw in there. I would like to see Angie on more than one day of a break. I would like to see her go, yeah. Angie goes on holiday, you know? <laughs> like, see all the fun she can rack up in, like, three days, let's say. Like, a three-day holiday for her. So, see if she yeah. can maybe get out of that police She's mindset. got 12 days off. I know. What's one right. day going to do? She needs, yeah, mm-hmm. take a few more. No, no, take maybe five. a spin-off. They yeah. can do yeah. Angie on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does meet our special celebrity of the week mm-hmm. here at the grocery store. Perhaps the biggest one yet. As, I was yeah, so I don't, I don't know how you get any bigger than this. We got Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Playing uh, Vic Deacons. But you can call him Vic Deacons, guys. Yeah. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as excited as I was that he was going to be on the show, I have to admit, I was, uh, I mean, I always enjoy Bill Murray, but I was just like, that's it? That's all we get of him? Really? I agree. Just, uh, yeah. I was mm-hmm. underwhelmed by just the lack of Bill Murray that we have in an episode. I can feel you that one. Yes, exactly. Great. That's right. I, if I'm watching Bill Murray, I want Maximum Murray. That's yep. yeah. I, I mean, sure. I, I laughed, Ma- but I wasn't Martin. completely cracking up at all the jokes mm-hmm. and, and whatever yeah. scenes he was. I mean, mm-hmm. the call me maybe line that they did was uh, uh, Carly Ray Jepsen. Yes. Like, but I feel like it was too old, like not too old, just too <laughs> outdated. Not, I don't know how to describe it. It was just overused of like mm-hmm. a thing to be put in there. Like, yeah, it's funny. 
but it's also so 2012 or whatever, 2011. Yeah. You know, like, I, like, I like the toilet paper, though. I thought it was funny when he was throwing the toilet paper at her and hits her in the head, but you're right, nothing nothing too crazy, nothing Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah, well, I do yeah. like that his title is Manager of Paper on Rolls Department. Yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a great title! Yep, I feel like that's one of those things where you feel like you're getting a promotion, but yeah. it's not really. Yeah. It's just that it's like, oh, you're, I'm still getting the paid, but I just have this cool, fancy new job title. <laughs> yeah, just update your. Do LinkedIn. I get a raise for that? <laughs> yeah. No, not really. <laughs> but now you, but you have the title. And the title that's really cool. That's really going to help you out getting a new job. Is, <laughs> is Bill Murray Angie Tribeca in 30, 40 years? If you heard what his backstory was there, where right. he was saying that he had a very tough, stressful job, couldn't unwind, mm-hmm. couldn't get out of it. And then, obviously, that's what Angie is now, yeah. and that's why Bill Murray's character got out. Well, that's why Angie was is on holiday. Co- there was a lot of good comparison, I thought, and that's why I love this episode for that reason, was that there was this really good comparison, and I felt like the plot flowed really well mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to find out like, if you become so high pressure that you want to do a change from there, and then you're, sort of your morals become incredibly loose as well, as we find mm-hmm. out. But Bill Murray at the end, you yeah. see, like, oh yeah, I've got a wife. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I should. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was cute, though. Even though I feel like he's way too old for her, it was so cute to see them on the date together and, you know, her trying. And at least she got out of her comfort zone a mm-hmm. little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think, like, she could have met anyone else on the street and, like... Hey, she really made him Rice Krispies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a fan <laughs> of their whole date, but... All the products they spent, too. All the Kellogg's yeah, cereals. Kellogg's was the main one. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then we find out, uh, we also back at the, uh, on the case, we find, uh, get introduced to Dr. Templeton Hook. Mm-hmm. Monkey who helps mm. break down what happened to our victim. Yeah, so I'm wondering in this scene, if the monkey, if this was all improv that they were doing with the monkey, like when Schultz was like saying like, oh, yep, oh, and the hair's coming off now too. So like, <laughs> as a, so maybe they just left the monkey with the guy and they were just like, he was just taking it off and then they just had to improv what he was taking <laughs> off, what he was doing. I would have loved to have seen that, that, um, that scene be filmed in person. Mm-hmm. It's, that's incredible. Yeah. That monkey was so cute. Monkeys are pretty smart. I feel Very. like maybe he was able to to do that. Maybe he can follow direction, but yeah, maybe. Do so you think we he followed out. like a script yeah. sort of? They told him like you know. I don't know. I would love to know. Yeah. Maybe like See someone it? was on the other side of the camera like demonstrating, and he kind of copied. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we get the going back to Angie before her date with Bill Murray. She does actually just take her groceries home, and then we have a long extended cut of her emptying her grocery bag. That was a little. Hmm, this yeah, this was a little. Letter, yeah, the toilet paper. Ugh, that went on a little long. You feel like okay. Yeah, it dragged yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that, that. That was my impression of this whole episode. It really dragged a lot. This is probably my my new least favorite. Really? Episode. Yes. Yeah, I did not enjoy this episode. Oh. But we'll save that to the end. We got too much okay. more uh, stuff to talk about um, there. The uh, captain was in there during that yeah. scene, and he's really pushed her to get out. Go on that date, yes. explore herself. I mean, he was the one who pushed her to take the off day, so it's not surprising. Yeah, yeah I love that relationship development. That he was mm-hmm. really supporting her on this. Like your boss mm-hmm. is the one that he you can just sense that he cares for her a lot. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up at her house and is still giving her advice like a little guy in the ear, but he's actually really there <laughs> using the bathroom, of course. <laughs> but yeah, I just I love that dynamic between the two of them. They're just very um, he cares. He's close. And to I her. think everyone in the office now that you're seeing more episodes be played out is that they are a really close-knit family. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, of course. And I mean, we even see a little later on in the episode when uh, Tanner asks Giles, like, hey, like, basically, do you feel, like, bad, the fact that you're with yes. me right now and not with Angie, you know? Like, so he's even feeling sort of guilt taking Giles mm-hmm. away, so. I felt like the roles were reversed a little bit because normally Giles is always the sensitive one, always wants Angie to, you know, show more compassion. And this time it was, like, Tanner being, like, so, you know, what are we? Like, are we buddies? Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought <laughs> it was kind of cute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we found out that the golf pro... Uh, Ryan Hale was uh, holding two golf balls, and they were able to track that down to uh, Eric Stevens, who they call Short Game. So they go mm-hmm. to the country club, and they talk to his wife, which, whew, that, that, that wife... I didn't quite get it. So I think what was trying to be done with that was the fact that at country clubs and stuff, a lot of women sometimes have a lot of Botox, or they just have this extra money, and they just sit and they drink their mimosas. So she looked like she had just gotten a little Botox action done, and so her face was very... Stiff. Mm-hmm. She wasn't able to talk at all, so she was talking like this, and then no one could understand what she was saying. You know, like that type of, yeah. of deal. Yeah. So I think that's what they were joking at or getting mm-hmm. at. Yeah, mm-hmm. she there. spills her juice all over. She yeah, definitely Botox and uh, lip injections. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go and they go into the locker room, and they find Eric Stevens, call him a short game there, and they find out that, yep, he's the guy who did it. So they, a big chase ensues. Tweezy grabs a golf cart, and they want to follow him on another golf cart, but nope. They uh, they won't let him out because they got a, a party of four women that are already ahead of them in line. So you gotta you gotta follow Worst in line. Feeling. Do you guys Worst play golf at all? Ever. You guys big golfers? Yes. Have you guys had to deal with that really oh, slow terrible. team in front of you? Only at mini golf. Like that's oh, not, oh, yes, yeah. where I feel like Same that's thing, like oh yeah. It can drag on. Are you yeah. a golfer? Yes, I love golfing, and I also used to work at a country club and stuff. So mm. I would always see things happening, but also playing. It, it's it's hard sometimes. It's or sometimes if I want to go a little slower, you know, I'm getting lessons or whatever. I always tell people to just go ahead of us. And uh, in this case, they, they were yeah. not allowed to cut the old ladies <laughs> no, in line. No. They said a hard no to that. So uh, poor, <laughs> poor Giles and Tanner. Poor, yeah. poor them. Yeah, so they, uh, a big uh, – and then we have uh, Murray and, uh, uh, Bill Murray there, uh, Vic Deacons, and Rebecca. They're having dinner, uh, cereal. Uh, yeah. Rebecca, great cook. Mm-hmm. Makes a mean bowl of cereal, everybody. Yep. Yes. You can't go wrong, man. You can't. You can't burn it. You can't. You there know? is there is a little bit of an art to making cereal. You have to. I mean, depending on how much milk you want to put in the bowl, do you leave it for like thirty seconds to a minute to let it soften the cereal? Yes, I love there's, soggy cereal. See, there's yes. more that goes into cereal than what you realize. Now, do you put enough milk in? You're so judging that, me. You're so, judging me. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love hearing that. I love oh it. no, because oh, I always put mark. enough milk in so that it can it can have time to soak and then get the milk all nice and tasty. You, yep. And yeah. the more milk you put in, if you drink the milk at the end, no. obviously that's more of a snack. Yes. I, I of course I'm be the opposition. I love my crunchy cereal. I love no. the crunchy. So you put like as, bare minimum? Not bare minimum, but maybe like only like half of what you guys are describing right now. Only if it's Rice Krispies though. Rice Krispies, I let that soak because I like that really soft and mushy, like an oatmeal really? sort of. Mm-hmm. Mm. It tastes like. But we can talk about all no. this. Wow, I'm uh, learning so much about yeah. you guys. Yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You let that soak. People think it's just cereal. Mm. It's not just cereal. Yeah. It's a not lot of Even Pop Tarts would be great. Dunkin even Pop Tarts. Yeah. I need these. This milk. is our product placement tonight. <laughs> Pop Tarts. <laughs> I know. They should be paying us. <laughs> Pop Tarts, anyone? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so then we, that's when we have uh, Angie's big speech shows that uh, Murray says that she realized that, uh, that she's married to the job. And she mm-hmm. says that she wants to have kids with it, grow old with it, and read it stories when it's too old to remember her and be buried next to it, next to the old apple tree, next to the district. Were you surprised? I was wondering when he kind of, you know, questioned her on that, what, what she would say. Would she say, oh, I realize that I'm too addicted to work? And I didn't, I felt like that would be a turning point maybe for her and Giles' relationship that she could say, yeah, you're right. I am too much involved with work. I do need to have a good relationship. 
and it'd be maybe the start of something official with her and Giles. But she's like, no, I love being addicted to work. And I was like, oh, kind of closed off a little bit yeah. on that one. Well, maybe part of her loving work so much is the fact that Giles is actually there. So maybe. You know what I mean? She's sort of her hitting two birds with one stone is that work for her is getting to hang out with Giles. But I also think we're all kind of just really hoping for yeah, this. Really we're, we're looking okay. really hard into the relationship of Giles <laughs> and Angie like way too much maybe. But I don't know. Um, but no, I loved that. Though. I loved it when she mm-hmm. was she was describing work later on in the day because I think she was forced to go on this day. The lieutenant sort of made her forced to do that, forced to do everything there during the day. And at the end of it, she still wanted to wake up early, do yeah. her whole little routine, and, and go to work. The day, the day was a test. It was for sure. Yeah, so. She needs a real break, this girl. Poor woman. <laughs> this, this might be a good thing, though. I think it made her maybe miss Giles a little bit. Maybe she'll appreciate him a little more. I, he definitely missed her. We could tell that mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, certainly we we cut back to the golf course and we see Tanner and Giles in, in pursuit. And Tanner's just wondering, like, what is this? We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. So, And Giles is like, hey, why, why do we have to put a label on everything? It was hilarious. Yeah. Can't we just have fun? Uh, you know, because in France, cops have multiple partners and so nobody makes a big deal about it. <laughs> it was a good you know? joke. So, yeah. That was a fun one. <laughs> but, no, yeah, the best part of the entire episode oh, is the uh, end. The reunion between Tanner how and jealous Hoffman. Were you? I was so jealous. How jealous were you? But I was also so excited and happy yeah. for them and like my heart was racing for them. They just run in slow motion like every rom-com that you've ever seen. And then he just starts licking Tanner's I was hoping face. Hoffman would be able to jump up into his arms. Yeah. And just... He's a dog, remember? He's not really a human. So you're obviously an animal person. Would you let a dog lick you? Like, I couldn't let a dog lick my face like that. Oh, yeah. Really? I've had dogs lick me. You didn't bother you? How about you, I'll, I'll do a little bit. I can't. Uh, but I have cats, and so cats are like they're big on licking on hands, so that's mm-hmm. fine with me. But yeah, the dog stuff, I can do a couple licks, but after a while, you're like, mm, I can't, enough, I can't enough. do it. I don't know. Oh, such an animal lover. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. If Hoffman wanted to lick uh, my face, Hoffman yeah. can lick my face. So. Nah, just like smell my crotch. It's fine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do that. That's the boundary line. That's it. Get out of All right, Frank. <laughs> All right, what is that too much? We, I thought, no, I thought that's we were, perfect. I thought we were, no, this is an open front thing. Lick on the face, you can do the smell on the crotch. That works. Yeah. I love it. So then oh, we find out that they, they uh, well, because Hoffman rips off Stephen's arm, one of Stephen's arms, which I thought that was great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, then uh, uh, Giles calls Tribeca just mm-hmm. to, to touch base, see how the day went. And we find uh, uh, Angie's ending her day by scrapbooking her entire day. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, but you know how many scrapbooks she had, too. Yes. A lot. That's what happens when you have... Oh, excuse me. The Pop-Tarts are getting to me. <laughs> That's what happens <laughs> when you have Pop-tarts. 238 partners mm-hmm. <laughs> taking a drink of water. Yeah. But then it also shows, like, really how she does care about her job. She does care about Giles. Yeah. She had pictures of Giles, pictures of her and Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, too, now, how did she she get these pictures? Because, obviously, it wasn't a selfie. <laughs> no one was there taking them. You uh, know? It was great because it was a picture of herself scrapbooking yeah. and then Giles on the phone. <laughs> I thought Giles that was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's just so creepy. All right, so yeah. quick impressions on the episode. Where does this kind of rank for you guys? I liked it a lot. I mean, we saw more of Hoffman, more Tanner, which was good. And we're slowly starting to see Angie open up a little more, even though, you know, we still understand that she, she loves her job. I, I think the episodes keep getting better and better. I'm liking the show more and more as it goes on. Yeah. I would say as far as the specific plot for the show, I mean, it was about middle. But as far as what the plot meant, and it kind of progressed the show as far as relationships, and I think overall just the whole relationship theme, I really enjoyed it from that perspective. 
And you know my answer. Anything with Mr. Hoffman in this, I am all set for. But no, yeah, I really love this episode that they actually gave him more of a character. You know, they gave him more of a role in the show. If you're gonna ta- have... Are we still talking about Hoffman? Yeah, we're talking okay. about Hoffman. Okay, that's, that's what, what I, I love. love. <laughs> <Are you> sure? <laughs> so Hoffman was great, so I loved it. We're good. Yeah, I, I, for me, it was, as I said, I, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes because I felt like it just teased me with a lot of potential and then yes. didn't follow through. I can like, feel you on that one. If it's an episode about Hoffman and you've got Bill Murray, those are two awesome things that I want to see lots of. And I feel like... I didn't get enough of that. I mean... Yeah, but there's still sub-characters. At least Bill Murray is. So you can't take up most of the episode with him because you got to progress the season. We're getting to the end. We're but only... I agree with Frank. I don't think they put enough of him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there wasn't enough of him. There wasn't enough joking with him. Like when you think like uh, Keegan-Michael Key from the last episode where they're playing poker and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. that was a lot of him in yeah. that episode. If we had the equivalent of that with Bill Murray, I think I would have walked away more satisfied with that episode. But do you mm-hmm. think Bill Murray will come back? Because I feel like there was an opening. He was like, I want to see you again, Angie. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe season two he comes back. Could happen. Divorces his wife. I Maybe know. we'll see yeah. what Divorces. Yeah. Shows yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what does Bill Murray got going on? I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. he doesn't have anything else. No, right? Nobody wants him in his movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So now we go on to episode eight, Murder in the First Class. The way this started out, I was happy that it was almost a continuation, and I was wondering where they would take it with Giles and Tribeca in the couch, and he offered to help her, and was she going to open the door? And she didn't. Nope. nope. Can She's strong enough. She yeah, can carry a couch. Lightest couch, picks it up with one arm, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so we found out like, the theme of the episode is certainly going to be that Tribeca does not want to accept help from anybody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which uh, just rankles Giles. Yeah, well, yeah, he calls her out right away in the beginning for being way too independent, mm-hmm. and um, we see that that's the theme of the entire the entire episode. So, Miss Tribeca back at work That's and already right. causing yeah. issues. Oh, so much for that vacation. I know. Oh. Seriously. Uh, so then we go to our opening credits and this time, another major cast member, we get the lieutenant screaming out of that because he's getting yeah. his health insurance exam. I wonder what the original screamer did wrong. That he just got kicked out of his job. Like, what did you do wrong on set that they're like, nope, pitch, we're cutting pitch you out. was a little too high. We yeah. gotta scrap you. You're done. Yeah. Get out of here. We're just a little too cheap. Budget. We don't want, yeah, we don't want to pay you. And we learned that the lieutenant says that there's been a killing spree, which uh, which I like Gao saying that sprees make it sound fun, but it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been murders on the last three Thursday night evening flights from New York to Los Angeles, all in first class. Hmm. Yeah, Only so, the rich people getting murdered. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so someone has it out for rich people. Yeah. When are rich people going to get a break? Yeah. Well, Come on, guys. Their lives, are, their lives are so hard. Mm-hmm. Are you, how many times have you guys ridden first class? I think like once when I was like, like yeah. eight, because like, we got upgraded when they used to do that for free yeah. and all that stuff back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I don't have any other real experiences with that. Never for me. They they won't even give you like a blanket, you know? If you're not in first class, they're rough. Yeah, but I feel like first class now, though, I mean, unless you're traveling like internationally, I feel like, then you get a lot of perks in first class. Yes. I feel like now first class is... Yeah. kind of looks the same. They don't really have a divider anymore. There's not yep. really that many perks mm-hmm. of it, it looks like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe that's just an outsider looking yeah, in. Yeah, no, I was I was noticing the same thing. And I'm like, is it really worth the extra money? You might get a little more leg room. But yeah. Hey, yeah. for someone who's 6'5", that extra leg room, <laughs> every <laughs> inch matters. Okay. So for tall people, sit in <laughs> yeah. first class. That's what, right. Yep, there what you about go. the exit row? Do you attend oh, to sit there? Because I, every time I go to the airport, I try to get the exit row. Mm-hmm. And then the best is when you get the exit row on the far like window side where there's no seat in front of you. Oh. You are so experienced. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, Periscope Live next time I'm on an airplane. Please do. Like, Check out how in. to. There's a how-to. How to get an exit. Yeah. You, know, you got to butter up the people at the desk, be like... 
I was wondering, is there any open exit rows today? And you tell them a joke, ask them about their day, and then you ask. There you go. Yeah. Go win them over. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter, guys, with your air, airplane seating preferences. Yep. We'd love yep. to talk to you guys about that. Even on just Twitter. window or aisle. Yeah, yep. yeah, just find out. Yeah, exactly. We'll want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Hot conversations <laughs> will be taking off after the engine or Rebecca <laughs> after show. It's going to be trending. <laughs> uh, so we find out that the plane is grounded because it got in late and didn't do its homework. Uh, mm-hmm. And oh, also we end that scene with the, uh, the lieutenant getting his uh, blood pressure taken, which is four hundred over three hundred. Yeah, jeez. That that arm looks uh, pretty bad shape, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, not something you want to <laughs> no. see. Not no. something you want to read out. No. <laughs> uh, but I did like when Giles and Rebecca go and board the flight. The uh, flight attendant checks out their boarding passes and then enjoy your investigation. I thought that was just the yeah. Investigation. I was wondering if they were going to be getting on a flight to go yeah. somewhere, and nope, yeah. just checking out yeah. the crime scene. <laughs> All right. And then we uh, we see Scholes right there with the dead victim there. Mm-hmm. And the first question, he pops up and he says he needs to be in Playa Vista in five minutes for a meeting. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> once again, the non-dead body. Yes. But I yes. love that this time they actually like explained it sort of. Um, because they they asked her, Scholes, they're like, is he actually dead? And she goes, yeah, that's just called post-mortem reflexive movement. So she <laughs> finally, in episode eight, gives us a reason why all of these supposed dead people mm-hmm. are actually awake still. I guess they're, the nerves are still working on them. It sounds very scientifically sound. And they're able to function perfectly as if they were really <laughs> alive. So at least she had a description waiting for us this time. And then time. I, I was like cringing when she kept hitting him in the head over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Just went to down like, on that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we find out that the uh, the first class flight attendant was on duty the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, and we find out it is Vivian Tribeca, mm-hmm. played by Laura Bell Bundy, mm-hmm. uh, second mm-hmm. co- second cousin once removed. And why was she removed? Because she's really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> did, did she do it for you guys? Were you guys feeling her at all? Because she was definitely doing it for Giles. Uh, the, the I overly, mean, yeah. she wasn't unattractive. But like, what about those overly flirtatious moves, though? Oh yeah. Well, that's just taking the whole Southern Belle type yeah. thing to the next level. That's just, once again, with the writing. If you're going to have a Southern Belle on there, she's going to talk like every other corny country movie you've ever seen, you know? Um, and so, I don't know. She was annoying to me. I know, I'm glad she was removed yeah. from the family. <laughs> I, say that. I, I loved it, though. Licking the ice cream cone, fainting into Guile's arms, mm-hmm. you know, yes. all that. It was very cheesy, but I, I like it because I feel like it's going to make Angie jealous. And then, I was wondering yeah, that. Yeah, maybe it'll get some sparks going between Giles and Angie. Well, I do like after she compliments Giles when we have our puking cop come back, and he just pukes just right there, right after that compliment served out. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really uh, realized uh, reading some interviews with uh, Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert is that the two of them wrote together back in Second City in Chicago, back before they made it. That's where they got their start off. And uh, they did this two thing with two nauseous waiters. That was their first thing because they both realized they had a common love for people – throwing up or trying to hold it back from throwing up. Interesting. Yes, so that's, I feel like maybe that's a, certainly a little recurring gag from Steve Carell that kind of made its way mm. into the show. Oh, no way, that's cool. such great trivia. Yeah. He's just a fan of the thrower-uppers. Yes. <laughs> that's even a word. There you go, yes, yeah, so if you, you check it out on YouTube, that sketch where they do their two nauseous waiters there, and they're kind of reading through the specials and the menu, and they're just trying to hold back from vomiting the whole time that they're talking <laughs> you about this you have that on your Twitter? Oh, no, I should put it on my Twitter. Put it on, yeah. Twitter. Put it on my Twitter, guys. I'll retweet it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> and then uh, Stephen Colbert on his Late Show right now, he does like, he did it with Emily Blunt and John uh, Krasinski, uh, because they're big fans of that sketch as well, that he will do line readings with them where they try to hold in from vomiting. And so oh. those are two funny little bits. I'll have to find those and put it on Twitter as well, too. Yeah, yeah. we'll check yeah. them out. That's yes. great. I love that, that he incorporated his own personal, he put his own little personal touch on the show on top of everything else, you know? <laughs> it yeah. makes so many shows, so many pukes. Yeah, episode, right? Guys. Every episode. I love that the puker 
screamer wasn't cut out, but the screamer was cut out. That's why maybe <laughs> yeah. the, the decision room. That's Do right. we cut out the screamer, or the puker? And Steve Prowl's like, no, the screamer's out. Leave the puker alone. <laughs> I know. Eventually, you think they'll cut out the puker and then have each one of the characters puking and who knows? Oh no, this no. guy's staying from the story yeah. you just said. That this yeah. guy's staying in. This guy's, I think. Yeah, I mean, Second season will probably see cut. him too. I think. Oh yeah, if he's listed on IMDb as cat puker, I'd, mm-hmm. I, that would love yeah. that. That would put that on my resume. That'd be fantastic. Well, if I ever work on a show with Steve Carell, and I know there's going to be a puker in that, I'm going to take that gig just for job security because I know <laughs> I'll right. never lose my job with that. <laughs> so uh, Giles takes uh, Vivian home, and so and, and Trebek is getting a little worked up about it. But then mm-hmm. Giles comes back like, "Hey, you don't need anybody. So what do you care if I go home with her?" So passive aggressive. Yes, the most passive aggressive line I've heard Giles say because he's still hurt from the beginning of the episode of the couch, and so then he has to say <laughs> mm-hmm. this now and like. All right, Tribeca, whatever. But at the same time, you know he's saying it because he does really care about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we find like the, one of the weirdest uh, visual jokes that I'd seen in all these episodes so far is with Tanner and uh, Tribeca walking down the street. They're stopping at a couple food carts. Yeah. And then at one point, uh, as they're talking, it cuts away and there's somebody else playing Tanner's role just for a moment. And then it comes back and they're at a completely different food cart where you come back to the wide shot. It was such a weird, was, random visual joke. Yeah, really weird. And uh, the girl kind of looked like Angie, but that guy didn't look anything like <laughs> Tanner whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't understand. I was like, oh, all right. Like, I don't know. Weird, yeah. <laughs> it's more confusing than anything yeah. else than actual joking. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't really get what the joke was trying to allude to or pay off. So it didn't. It felt like like whoa. Maybe I maybe I maybe I missed out on it. I was like, that seems so weird to me. Did you? Was there a joke that I missed out on? I don't think so. I think yeah. I wasn't really. I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, what? what's happening? Yeah. And then I didn't know if it was just my TV that it jumped, but that was like, okay, yeah, they did go to a second food stand then. It was, it was really yeah. weird. And there's certain, things, okay, the, there's certain things in the show where they make sure that you're watching. Yeah. I guess, you know, they, yeah. are you actually paying attention? You yeah. have to. You have to with Andrew Tribeca. Never to. leave your eyes. Don't look away. Yeah, I know. Honestly, if you do look away, you'll miss like any little joke. Though mm-hmm. I mean, no, that's true because it's not one of those where you can kind of just listen and like surf your computer or something like that. Because there's so many visual jokes as well mm-hmm. that you're going to be missing exactly. almost like yeah. half the comedy on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we've got uh, we find out that there are two suspects though: Julia Gaffney and Gordon Manhattan. Uh, and uh, so we, they decide to split up, and uh, Tanner goes and talks to uh, Gaffney with her kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, while oh, they check out uh, Tanner Hoffman. and Hoffman. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, that's yeah. right, because Hoffman gets in the act. He gets dressed like Don't get me angry a, over yeah. here. <laughs> that's right, your Hoffman, Hoffman moment. Hoffman was there. Yes, did you, did you enjoy your Hoffman moment in this episode? I did. Not would as you much play as dress last up? episode. Would you play dress up with Hoffman? I would, like, have a whole day with Hoffman. Like, I will babysit Hoffman. I just love him so much. But, yeah, that was great with Tanner being just... Complete all the kids all around him. Kids are in the the washing machine. Kids are jumping everywhere. I do like that she grabs the kid out of the dryer. Remember what happened last time? You were seven, and now you're five. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, went back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he shrunk. He shrunk. So he shrunk yeah. in age as well. Uh, and then uh, it's like we don't. I, I have seven. You know, I, she doesn't have time. She's got so many kids. She doesn't have time to put together a murder. And then she calls one of her kids by name, Keith Urban Harrison Ford Gaffney. <laughs> great name, guys. Yeah. Uh, have you guys thought about what do you want to name your kid? And did that spark like, hey, maybe that's a great name for my kid? Yeah, yeah. I wrote that down verbatim. <laughs> have it already. <laughs> I may even have to copyright it over them. I was gonna say, I don't know if anyone's challenged you. Challenge you much on that name. No, Keith Urban Harrison. Only my child, when they get old enough, then they will start challenging. Then they will be challenged. Then the issues will arise. I'm not ready to have kids, but I think about it all the time. It made me think, oh, I definitely don't want to use any of those names. But (laughs) no, yeah, no. 
You want Keith Urban, Harrison Ford in there? Not at all. Oh, come on. What's Maybe if, Harrison Ford, I mean. Pick one celebrity that you would want to use as a possible name for your child. Wow. Oh, my gosh. This is really putting me on the spot because I don't like any names. I'm really, really hard. Um, <laughs> Just have the nameless child. Nicholas Cage because Nick and, like, Nikki and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. After Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then while Tanner's there, we get Giles and Rebecca over to the mechanic talking to uh, Manhattan. And uh, we find out that Vivian's came down with the case of the vapors. What a shame. What a shame. But uh, the mechanic recognizes the guy. And I kind of like that scene because the mechanic keeps popping out from underneath various different yeah. cars yeah. and doing that kind of a interrogation with him. Uh, and they, we do find out that uh, he wanted to murder that guy because he bought the last ticket in cash into first class and then just kind of made a big deal about it. There's a heated battle between the people in coach and the people in first class. Yeah. yeah. You know? it's, it's not good sometimes. People no. die. Yeah. <laughs> and we, but we learned the cardinal people rule. People die. Yes. Is that the but people in coach aren't alive. Yeah. Yes, you can't murder the people in first class. That's a cardinal rule. Yeah. Uh, airplanes. So. Yeah. Then, did you guys notice, though, was it kind of weird how Scholes was trying to kiss Angie in the episode? Like, is is Angie supposed to be, like, a guy? Because then, like, in a few episodes back, Lori Partridge tried to kiss her. And is, is it just, like, gay scenes? Or is it, like, they, well, they think she's a guy? Because I think, like, it was after, like, Vivian left. And so she's like, oh, I could do that. Put on some kind of southern charm. And then Scholes was the only one around her. So I think that it was just like, oh, she just kind of responded to that. Her kind of being really over, overly flirtatious. Yeah. Mm, okay. I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what they wanted here with <laughs> Angie's just so irresistible with that southern charm uh, but then we come down to our our, our favorite cameo there for Edelweiss coming in for the episode they go over to talk to Shoal and Edelweiss and Edelweiss comes down the uh, the stairway there on one of those uh, chairs that transport I guess uh, people elderly people down the side of a banister right they're really slow and they let that mm-hmm. scene go they, for they want several scenes like that just keep going and yeah. yeah, it was I, way too long. I just wanted to scream. I'm like, just get down yes, the stairs already, yes. please. Well, I think it's hilarious because we all see those commercials though for that. And how, like, have you guys come on? Realistically, I, you've wanted to ride in one of those, yes. right? Yeah. We yeah. all have, even yeah. though it's going to take like triple the time as what they showed. <laughs> I'm sure we would all be had the opportunity to sit in one of those. And hit go up, and then just slowly go like oh. on a ski lift. Yeah. I wanted to see him go back up and down, and like go <laughs> up and down instead of just going down the whole time, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, so we, but he comes down and he does, as usual kind of breaks open the case. He finds out that the uh, the, the victim had uh, feathers in his uh, uh, mouth in his throat. Suffocated. He suffocated there, and they find out they're from feathers from an airplane pillow. So they realize that somebody on that flight who's also asthmatic, because they've deduced that from also from the feathers, that uh, somebody who's asthmatic used an airplane pillow to suffocate the victim. There's only one thing that they have to do is go undercover and figure out who it is. Every episode has an undercover part. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so we've got uh, Giles and the lieutenant. Lieutenant finally gets in on some of this thing action, mm-hmm. which is great. He, uh, They are both pilot and co-pilot, and while uh, Tribeca goes undercover as a flight attendant, going up and down, serving people along the aisle there. Uh, and so uh, as they do that, we're seeing a couple of fake outs, possible candidates of who the uh, the murderer could be. But turns out to not be anybody until one <laughs> until we see Vivian talking to one uh, angry passenger who really wants the whole can of Coke. I love that part because I fly a lot back home to New York, and they will never give me the can. They give you like the tiniest uh, little cup with all with ice. ice and barely any drink in it. Oh, yeah. As they say, as she says, airplane rules are require us to uh, keep uh, the, the most of the liquid in a can on our cart and not in your. <laughs> Cup. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the but the passenger is adamant. He goes, "Give me the cup, or give me the captain, you air whore." So that's Uh-oh. it. Ugh. Yeah, he yeah. used that one. Nah. That's a no no. Yeah, how offensive! I didn't realize that was such a no no word. That's an offensive yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> and, yeah, that is right. And that sets Vivian off. So she grabs a pill and starts smothering the guy. And then has a little asthma attack. And she sees this and realizes, ah! Bam! That's it. My second cousin once removed. Yeah. This is why we removed her. She's this a murderer. Yes. <laughs> and then we have one of the longest chases, which you wouldn't think it'd happen on an airplane. Pretty relatively small, mm-hmm. confined space. But one of the longest chases I've ever seen on this show. Uh, just get, I guess playing up to the fact that... Has like, every, scene had a, every episode had a chase scene? From what I'm thinking just back... About. I was thinking back when we talked about Seven that... I feel like every episode has had a long chase scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with a lot of stunts, unnecessary yeah. things going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, so that it might was, be something that they recur. Yeah, it was too long though. I just wanted it to end. I mean, the the plane ride. Okay, just catch him finally. Yeah. <laughs> you felt claustrophobic on that plane yeah, for too long. Yeah. You weren't even on it. <laughs> yeah, on it just it it kept them going me. on and on and on. And while they're doing that, uh, Trebekah and Angie are both on opposite sides, or Trebekah and Vivian are both on opposite sides. And so they're also uh, helping out uh, passengers as they need it along the way. So somebody needs to get their heart defibrillated, somebody needs a blanket, somebody needs a kosher meal. So they're stopping along that way to help them as well. In true Angie Trebekah fashion. Exactly. Of course. But they all up in the bathroom. Uh, uh, Vivian and uh, Angie end up in the bathroom. Uh, Giles says, do you need any help? Angie's a little stubborn at first, but Giles pushes his way in. Lieutenant follows. They finally subdue Vivian right there. And so justice has been served, guys, mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. 1,500 feet or yeah. 30,000 feet. We'll go with 1,500 feet. Mm-hmm. Is a very, <laughs> very low flight for a plane right there. See, I like that, though, that Giles actually took charge and didn't really listen to Angie there. No. Like, the past two episodes, he's just been really standing up for himself. I'm really looking forward to episode nine. Yeah, he's just not putting up with her stuff anymore, her BS anymore. He's like, yeah. no, Angie, I'm going to go in. I'm not listening to you, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. I guess she either hurt his feelings too much in the past now, or he's just grown into who he yeah. needs to be. He's become more comfortable in his character. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we wrap it up there with uh, Rebecca coming back in the next day carrying her sack lunch. Giles sees her, says hello, and says, hey, do you want me to help you carry that to your desk? And she's mm-hmm. w- she's now learned a lesson hey. that it's okay to uh, accept help when it's yep. offered to you. And exactly. hands it to Giles, and you find out that it's an incredibly heavy bag of food. Because Giles <laughs> can barely hold it up. So When she went shopping, who, we all know what was in that bag. Yes! yes. Yeah, we knows all the exactly. food that's in her lunch yep. bag. She'll pull out a six-foot sub. I so so I, uh, definitely out of the two episodes we're reviewing this week, I enjoyed this one much more than the second one. Uh, much more than the first one. I felt like this one, there's a lot of fun plain specifics mm-hmm. that they were able to play off of, and I, I enjoyed this one. You guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I de- yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, as we say, we keep seeing the characters grow more more and more so I can't say I liked one over the other I mean I do love Bill Murray so that one was good but um, our, we gotta wait now episode 9 to episode see if they can predict yeah. Michael so I, I called 9 you called 10 yeah. and I think 7 and 8 there was some serious progression and kind of some hard progression almost where they went through some hard times and that has drawn them closer to the kiss we're talking about. Yeah. To getting to that big kiss Kiss moment. and a relationship in general. Okay, well, there's only a few episodes left. We want a relationship <laughs> now? Do we want well, a wedding after? Well, for future, for future Okay, episodes. for the future. Yeah. Right, we'll start with the kisser right now. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are going to go head-to-head next mm-hmm. week then. Ooh. What happens? Yeah, what That's right. Yes. What happens here? What like, do we got? Someone buys the other a box of Pop-Tarts. Yeah, another box of Pop-Tarts. A box? <laughs> Who's bringing it? I can't even hear That's right. Yes. All right, so uh, continue with the conversation. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, uh, uh, five stars on iTunes, guys. That's going to wrap us up for awesome. this this week's episode of Angie Tribeca After Show here. So where can they find you, Nadine? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NadineDP3. Michael Klaus mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter at MichaelKlausTV, on Instagram at TheOnlyMC. The only Reach one. out. Yeah. 
Nikki Preston on Facebook and Twitter at Nikki Preston TV and on Instagram at Nikki.Preston. Oh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Check me out at Dio West uh, tomorrow night, 930 okay. with my improv team, Max. So come on down, guys. Woo-hoo, That's it. Luck. We'll see you next week. Check his Twitter for the links that he's oh, putting yes. up on YouTube. But hot links. Thank you, Michael, for that reminder. And uh, we're going to go eat some Pop-Tarts. Yeah. We'll see you guys next Bye. week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.